This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Chops, and with me as always is... Craig WK. And we also have the wonderful, the talented, the glitch. I'm here, yes. I'm here, and he's ready. Uh, but we have a special guest with us today. We do. I'm looking right in his eyes, and you know what's happening right now? It looks real romantic. It looks real romantic. He's part lion and uh, ladyhead. <laughs> it's the Sphinx. <laughs> what is up, guys? Oh, well, I am very excited to be here today. All the way from the Last Action Podcast. That is correct. It's so far away. It is. You know, <laughs> I, I have decided to, to, to branch out into, well, this is a video game company, so I should finally be able to do a video game episode with you guys. So. Yeah, we, uh, we talked about it and we're like, yeah, well, it's finally time to let him in. You know, he's been here enough. He's not a newbie anymore. And um, if we get one out of the way now, we don't have to ever do one with you again later. So wow. <laughs> I'm I'm hurt already. Good. Thanks a lot. Perfect. I guess you're no longer allowed on the last action podcast. Thank God. Either. It worked. It worked. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about a game that you picked that you really enjoyed playing growing up. Correct. It is Crash Bandicoot for the PlayStation. Yes. So it is. when did Crash Bandicoot come out? Came out in 1996. It did. By Naughty Dog. Yeah. Released by Naughty Dog on September 9th, 1996, this platform game stars the anthropomorphic marsupial Crash as he tries to rescue his girlfriend and stop the nefarious schemes of some mad scientists. Is it is it bad that I didn't know that bandicoots are actually a real thing until oh, like two days ago? <laughs> uh, don't you worry. I have plenty of marsupial knowledge for all in this episode. Well, like, I, I was... They're like wombats, right? Like I, right? In the, insofar that a wombat is also a marsupial. Oh, okay. But a bandicoot is not a. I, I didn't know uh, bandicoots uh, existed until I played the game. <laughs> I was in the same boat as as uh, Sphinx. There. Yeah, I just assumed that it was just a made up animal for the for the video game, and then. What do you I think was... Australia is just home of all the weird made up 
All right, yeah, fair yeah, enough. It that's is exactly it. I blame all the criminals that landed there. Yeah. So this whoa, is- <laughs> whoa, whoa! I mean, that's true. That is how Australia it was, was a prison poor. island. That's very true. It was straight up a prison island. But it's not like the prisoners experimented and made crazy weird animals. You don't know, Greg. We don't uh, all right, know. fair enough. You're, you're, I guess you're right. We don't know. This game is based on a true story. <laughs> uh, I didn't see that. Cortex is <laughs> truly <laughs> real. You didn't see that in the in the tenets. Uh, credit scroll in the beginning. Dr. Cortex, born in 1907. <laughs> uh, Anyways, uh, so yes, Crash Bandicoot is a, it's a, what, it's considered a 3D platformer, right? Yes. Right? Is that well, considered a multi-platformer, or is that a different is name it, for a different Is thing? it a true 3D platformer? I mean, it kind of is, but it's got a weird view, and sometimes it is uh, just a regular side-scrolling level. Yeah, I guess it, it's it's modeled around 3D polygons, so the character has a, f- a full shape and body. Crates mm-hmm. have full shapes. Uh, platforms have full shapes. It's just the perspective that you're playing in. You're either from the side view, which would be like your standard, typical, old-school platformer, mm-hmm. or behind camera, where you're looking at uh, Crash's butt the whole time, running either away from the screen, and then sometimes that same angle, he's running towards the screen. Yeah, that's my favorite part. So, oh, when he's running towards? Oh, no, when you're looking at his butt. Oh, you're a weirdo. <laughs> um, it's my favorite, and then least favorite part at the same time, <laughs> which we can discuss a little so bit. So do you know what the, the joking alternate name for this game was? Yes, I do. Does anybody else? Oh, let's hear it. Mm. I don't know if we can actually say it on this. It was Willie. You know, it was Willie Wombat. No. Oh, that was his first name. So, so oh, yeah, you know what? Uh, name, but, uh, just censor the word. I, I know what you're talking about now. So it was. Uh, just say a different word instead of the bad <laughs> word. It was Sonic's butt. Only it was a bad word. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. <laughs> that so, was. It was well, like the yeah. the pre-project title and kind of how they worked. They were looking to build a game where the character was running away from you and you're looking at their butt the entire time. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that there is somebody at Naughty Dog who was just like, hey guys, have you ever like just like stared at Sonic's butt? <laughs> like yeah. one of the other guys was like, you too? Yeah, and yeah, because that's how it happened, Craig. <laughs> I'm sure like, that's exactly. Man, I mean, they are called Naughty Dog. I was so. just sitting there thinking one day about Sonic's booty. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. I, I mean, uh, from from the facts that we have, the original project okay, name. Right, that's a, it's a safe conjecture. Um, anyways, so uh, and I was wrong. It was Wizzy Wombat was what they want. The studio wanted to call him Wizzy Wombat. Wizzy Wombat. Mm. I mean, he does the little tornado spin, right? Um, so the premise of the game is a platformer. You smash crates. You get apples, right? No, no, it, it's Wampa fruit. It's Wampa, Wampa fruit. Which well, I'm curious. To, you know, is Star Wars okay with the word Wampa being used? Isn't that? One, I think they spell the, it different. Do they? Because isn't that the the monster from it's Empire the, Strikes Back? Yeah, it's the abominable snow monster uh, in uh, Empire Strikes Back. The I Wampa. Thought they, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> no, that's a tauntaun. Yeah, that is a tauntaun. Oh, my bad. Jeez, uh, the the Wampa is the one that Luke cuts uh, uh, with the lightsaber that they don't show in the yeah. original version, but they show in the special edition version. Yeah, exactly. I feel like George Lucas would have been all over that lawsuit. But. No, it's, they they spell it uh, W-U-M-P-A. Oh. A Wampa is a W-A-M-P-A. Oh, yeah. well, totally, totally different. different. Totally different. Fair Although, enough. oddly enough, the fruit is still... Uh, 
I was going to say born of wampas, but you know what? That just seems gross and weird. I don't want to say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, Can we just edit that out? Just edit that out post-production. Let's go, let's, go ahead and continue. Let's just, let's just keep moving. And this was on the Wampa Islands is what they called it in the game, too, which is based, they based it in Australia. So Yeah, but there are no real no, Wampa Islands for what I know. I mean, but it's based on true story. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, so we kind of have a good premise of the, of the game. What was the first time that you played this game? Space? Oh, man. So the reason why I chose this is I love my parents very much, but they often... But? <laughs> right? But, but... We're waiting. But they often don't listen to me when I ask for certain things for birthdays or holidays. Really? Yeah. So I was always that kid that wanted, you know, when it came to the the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, I wanted the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. What did we get? The Genesis. <laughs> when it came to the N64 and the PlayStation, I wanted the N64. What did I get? The PlayStation. And it just kept going that way. Like, I feel like my dad, actually, he went with the system he wanted, which is funny because I now have done that with my own son. And so I was stuck with a PlayStation. Now, stuck isn't the word I would use because the PlayStation probably has the better library of games. Absolutely. But that's hindsight because at the time, I mean, the first system I had between the two was the N64. Yeah, and so that's the thing. Like, I wanted to play Mario games, and I wanted to collect coins and do all that kind of stuff. But then when it came to um, Crash Bandicoot, you know, that's the the version of Mario for for PlayStation. Yeah. So it was collecting the Wampa fruit and hitting boxes, and you know, so much of the game is so similar to Mario, and then Sonic Two with the Genesis. That I think that's what you know got me into this game a lot. Mm-hmm. So when we when we first got the system, which I think was probably Christmas, I think it was a year after, like '97. So I think the PlayStation had been out for a full year. Yeah, we got it with like five or six games, and Crash Bandicoot was one of those games, and it was definitely the one that I played the most. And it might be the PlayStation game I've played more than any other. So I felt like I had to offer this one for the show. Have you beaten it? I have beaten it. And from what I remember when I was a kid, I like beat it, beat it. Because you know, I don't know like, what that means. Well, <laughs> explain. Because you can collect those, you know, we'll talk about it later too, but you got to collect those gems and there's the whole like box, you know, collecting thing. Crates, like there's yeah. And there's keys as well. Like I like went full 100% beat this game when I was a kid. Wow, uh, nice. So, yeah. I, uh, Which I, looking back at it, man, is that hard. It's to a do. difficult game. Yeah. It is a pretty tough game. I, uh, I played Crash Bandicoot a bit when I was younger. I ended up getting it like, you know, kind of like you with a bunch of other games, you know, like on some holiday. And it was sort of the cliche platformer for its time for the PlayStation. So I was like, well, I got to get this game. But I didn't take to it like I did like Mario and Sonic. I I think the 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 behind the back perspective, I was just like, oh, this is so weird. Like, why? Why is it like this? Mm-hmm. I uh, Yeah. So it kind of threw me off when I was younger. I remember and I, it uh, either came out on a demo when we first got the PlayStation um, and I think that's the first time I played it. I and played it a lot on the demo. On the demo, right? And then, so we got the game, and we did the same thing. We, me and my brother, we 100% of the game, and then we fell in love with the series, and we got every single one mm-hmm. up to through the PlayStation 2. Wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. I, I played a lot on the demo. I, I eventually got the game. I don't know who bought it for me or when I got it, but um, I played it a lot, and and I was okay at it, but, like, it... I don't know, in that era of PlayStation games, I, for some reason, would start a lot of them and not finish them. Mm. And I, I don't know if it was because some of the times the controls were wonky or the graphics were just weird. Is it 
Is it because you and your brother were like illegally pirating games and you had so many that you just didn't know what to do with them all? That could have influenced it very much so. I like that you were like, oh, you know, so I bought this at some point. Well, this was a real game. I did have this one. It was in the case and everything. I mm-hmm. physically had it. The listeners can't tell, but I'm glaring angrily at Chops. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you bring up another interesting point, Chops, for why I wanted to offer this game, too. So you mentioned how like it wasn't very easy for you. I have a temper when it comes to playing video games. He does. Oh, dear. Uh, that, from all our years playing video games together, he gets pissed. And, and I really, like, in the rest of my life, I usually don't have temper issues or anything like that. But whenever it comes to video games, like, when things don't go right, I lose it. I just go off the handle. And Crash Bandicoot was one of those games that I would lose it and i specifically remember one time i was playing it uh-huh. i was probably like not timing a jump right or not knowing the depth perception which are such issues with this game mm-hmm. that i took my controller and i bashed it so far into the ground that it smashed into about 100 pieces oh no, oh, no. yeah i incinerated it and my parents took the playstation away for <laughs> about a month and i had to do a whole bunch of chores around the house to pay for a new controller because we only had two, um, and I have two brothers as well, so bringing down to just one for a while is not ideal. So yeah, this game really <laughs> this game got is a to lo- me. has a lot of history with you. <laughs> it sure does. It really brings out the worst in you. Why did you want to talk about this? We could have talked about any game. So no joke. So I I replayed it on the Switch because you know they just released. The, the trilogy on the Switch. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, I got to replay this, you know? And so I'm downstairs playing it, and my son's watching me play. And then you broke a Switch <laughs> controller. <laughs> well, I kept thinking to myself, if I break a Switch controller or I break the Switch, that's way more expensive than just a PlayStation <laughs> controller. But I was, like, legit getting upset again. And I think at one point my wife was, like, calling from upstairs. I'm like, what? I'm like, what do you want? She's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, nothing, nothing. I had to like put the game down and relax for a moment. I'm like, all right, I need a break. Oh, yeah, this game really brings out the worst in you. <laughs> no, it's you not. lash out at your loved ones. <laughs> it's not just the game. It was he, he. Even when we would play first person shooters with uh, with our group of friends, yeah, he there would be moments where he would lift up the controller and then like catch himself because it's not his controller and he can't yeah. slam it on the ground, or he would just swear really loud. Yeah. Yell. Or I, tabletop games, I just flip the board. Was, or, that, was that you that flipped the risk board? <laughs> yeah, that sure was. <laughs> that was you. Yeah. yeah. So, now here's a question, Sphinx. And this is uh, uh, delving a little into your psychology. <laughs> oh so, boy. so <laughs> This you know. turned into a different kind of podcast. Welcome to <laughs> Afternoons with Dr. Craig. Where we'll discuss your problems and hopefully drive you crazy. <laughs> that I mean, that is my goal. So, Sphinx, do you have road rage issues? Do you, do you feel like you have <laughs> oh issues like on the road? Like, cause here's the Don't thing. Don't answer. Don't answer. So my wife would say yes. I would say at times. So the answer is a resounding <laughs> yes. Well, luckily for all the other drivers out there, my work is only about 30 seconds away. So I'm not as much of a driver as I once used to be. So, so if I had to drive to work every day, like like you guys all have to, and go through like rush hour and traffic and all that, yeah, I might be in. I might have been in jail by now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. No, I'm just curious because <laughs> I I I I like. I just feel like there's uh, uh, like in everyday life, there are people who are like the kindest people ever. I I have mm-hmm. a coworker, nicest girl ever. 
you know, real mild, real soft spoken, very, very, very nice. And she was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I was so mad on the road today. And I was like, oh, you know, how mad were you? And she was like, I was just screeching and swearing. And I was like, wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? And she was like, yeah, I have really bad road rage issues. And so I, there are a lot of people who go through life and they're just real mild mannered. No big deal. But there are just certain things that really set them off. And so that's why I was wondering if you also had like, you know, like. Uh, uh, other rage problems. issues. Yes. Yes. Other mental I, issues. I'm not going to lie. On my way here, I honked at a woman. So. Oh my God. It was 10 a.m. The light was green and she wasn't moving. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back into this game. Let's rein it in here. Oh, Sorry. yeah. So uh, when it comes to this game, Crash, Ban- uh, Crash Bandicoot has other abilities. So uh, we vaguely touched on it. He like, can do it like a tornado spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like Tasmanian Devil. Who's also from Australia. Oh, man. Go weird. figure. I. Huh. Uh, but kind of like Super Mario World for the SNES, you know, he can do that kind of spin the move. Spin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and even the spin jump. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Now, here's a question uh, because I've not played Crash Bandicoot in quite a while, so you'll have to forgive me for this very, very rookie-like question. But you can jump on enemies in Crash Bandicoot, right? Or do you need to spin as you jump into them? No, you can just jump. No, on them. you can. You, you can, can just jump on them when you I, spin. You like fling them. Okay, yeah. I kind of thought that's how it was, but I wanted to make sure. I, I couldn't remember for sure. And sometimes when you jump on them, you actually get Wampa Fruit. It's actually Wampa Fruit? Whatever. W. I'm just going to say Wampa it. Fruit. But yeah, there's actually a boss that you have to defeat by jumping on them. Yes. Actually, most bosses, I think you got to jump on them. Now, I think a couple you got to do the spin thing. But Now, do you get Space Abominable Snowman Fruit from the bosses? <laughs> no. Oh, that's a shame. No, and actually, you get nothing with the bosses. So you don't get the little, what's the guy called? The Aku Aku mask. Aku, yeah, the mask. You, you don't right. get that, and you don't, like, it's just you all by yourself. Oh, man. So it makes the bosses a little tricky. But then I also was kind of underwhelmed with how easy some of the bosses were, too. It kind of went back and forth. So the levels are way tougher than even the bosses are in oh, this game. without a doubt. Well, if you have an Aku Aku. Aku going, Aku. Aku Aku. Going in, Aku Aku, Aku Aku, Aku Aku, Aku Aku, Aku the Shogun of Sorrow from Samurai Jack. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, bless you. Um, but uh, if you have it going into the boss battle, you bring it with you. That's true. Oh, okay. And uh, the way those work is like you, you can get one and it gives you an extra hit, right? Yep. And then is two just an additional hit, and then three is like short term invincibility. Yeah, you wear the you. He's flying around first, and then when you get three, he wears it, right? Yeah. But it doesn't protect you if you fall. Right. So even if you're on the invincibility and you like fall, fall into up. a hole, you're still kind of like Mario. So like yeah. if you're invincible, or even Sonic, if you fall into a bottomless pit, you're just dead. Exactly. Yeah. So and yeah, it's man, this game brings back anger. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the first level is man, is your temple throbbing? Are you okay over there, Sphinx? I think I'll be all right. So like the first level is a jungle level. You're running from the front of the screen to the back of the screen. Oh, it starts on a beach, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. It, yep. Yeah. Well, it's is it is it beachy? I just don't remember. It's just it beachy in the very beginning. Yeah, very like beginning. right when you wash up on shore yeah. or whatever. So the yeah. story is that you're in his, uh, Dr. Corex's building. He did all the experiments on you. That's why you're a tall. Anthropomorphic yeah, bandicoot. Exactly. Okay. okay, and you're trying to save your girlfriend, your girlfriend. Your girlfriend. that yeah. was also created by Cortex yeah, or you, whatever. Yeah. They gain a relationship in the the, the Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah so is they gain it a relationship. Stockholm Syndrome no, if not. they're both prisoners? No, I don't think no, it is. <laughs> and so uh, he, you turn on Cortex basically because he wants you to lead his army to take over the world, and he kind of just tosses you at the building, and you land on the beach, and you're swept up on the shore, and you're trying to make your way back. Well, to his 
science. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let's rein this back in for a second here, Glitch. <laughs> and and I, I don't mean this directed at you. I, I mean this directed at Naughty Dog. So Dr. Cortex's plan <laughs> is to create anthropomorphic animal men as is an army of supermen. and women and women okay anthropomorphic animal people thank yep, you they, yep. yeah he's not sexist <laughs> and he dr cortex decides you're going to rule like you're going to command my army and crash says no and cortex doesn't have mind control he doesn't have any other ability he ha- only has the option to ask and when he gets turned down he hucks him out of his fortress yeah, that's that's about right. That's the move. Why, if if you can create anthropomorphic animal people, maybe you should be also concerned about mind control. But he's got it's inhumane <laughs> to take away his free will. <laughs> I, I was going to argue if you have this huh. ability, why are you choosing a bandicoot? She's why like, would you go with call you Craig? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to arguing with Craig. That, I mean, we Sphinx. do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would go with like a tiger or a rhino or, yeah. or like a well, bear he has other or a human, <laughs> an anthropomorphic <laughs> human. You make a human more let's human. Get, let's get back to that one uh, at another time. Yeah, I mean, I, if you he took does, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and turned him around, sure. I'd well, be cool he does that. have other like creatures, and, and that they, well, I'm assuming the ones you fight are his his creations. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. Or else, why is he using experiment experimentation to create? anthropomorphic bandicoot people when there are already in this world anthropomorphic animal people. But he still doesn't use very good ones. I think one of the bad guys is a rat, and the other one is a koala bear. So, like, he still made very poor choices. You don't know the masterminds behind koala bears, okay? They're devious, high (laughs) creatures all the time. They're high on eucalyptus all the time. If they weren't high, they'd kill you and everyone you love. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, And actually, that's slightly true. Koalas are a little vicious if they're not hopped up on eucalyptus. Mm. Uh, But I guess technically, if he's in Australia, like, what else does he have to work with? Criminals? (laughs) <laughs> oh, scorpions, snakes. Ooh, snakes, yes. Kangaroos. I don't know that. Does Australia have a lot of scorpions? They have uh, spiders. I don't know. But I. Uh, but they have what? Like dingoes? Yeah. Yeah. Tang- dingoes eat babies. Wallabies. Kangaroo. Wait, wallabies? They're not very vicious. <laughs> What's the difference? Well, neither are kangaroos. No, kangaroos are vicious. Yeah, they're very territorial <laughs> and like. Protective. They will mess you then up. How come at the zoo you can pet kangaroos and stuff? Because there's probably a wallaby. Animals. No, like have you been to the zoo where like it's a you like open up the gate and then you can like oh they're strolling around but you yeah, can't. You can't they tell you not to go off the path. Still though, if it was on the path, you might run into it. If it was that dangerous, they would not know. allow you to even go that far. Is it far a wallaby or a kangaroo? It's a kangaroo. At the zoo. It's a kangaroo exhibit. Is it? I that seems really dangerous. It does. Right. That's. I think I'd rather. Have we not learned our lessons about zoos and how people do dumb things? Right yeah, at yeah, this point. R.I.P. Harambe. <laughs> oh no. Oh, R.I.P. Harambe. Oh no. Oh, a gorilla right. would be a great another example of something you could morph Let's into something Let's focus good. on the game here. We've gotten wow. way off topic. Is it that off topic? I yes. don't think it is. Um, so this first <laughs> level that I was talking about. Oh, oh yeah. right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We were off topic. Never mind. There is. A lot of pitfalls. There is moving crates. There's different types of crates. There's TNT ones. Mm-hmm. There's nitro oh, yeah. crates. And there's no, 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 nitro oh, careful, careful. Nitro isn't until Crash 2. Are you sure? The, I am the green positive. Ones? The green ones don't come until the second I thought they were one. in the, the, nope. the, the, the laboratory. Nope. 
there's a lot of green stuff in the laboratory, oh, okay. but there's no bad. actual... Well, the TNT ones, they have a yes. three-second fuse when you hit them. Mm-hmm. It'll explode. There's ones that'll make crates appear, uh, and is there's checkpoint crates in this, too, right? There are, yep. Yes. That way, so if you die, you can just go back to that point. Correct. So, um, so did, like, Dr. Cortex just, like... He just like is like, all right, we have so much wampa fruit. What are we gonna do with this all? <laughs> just throw it in crates and just scatter it around the island. Just yeah. put them in a box. <laughs> They'll last yes, a while, yes. and you get lives in some of these boxes too. You do if you get a hundred wampa fruit, you get a life. Correct. Um, and like I don't know, that's that's kind of the mechanic. You break crates, you run through the level, and you beat bosses. It's and again, a real simple platform. Yeah, and again, if you can get every single crate. You get a gem. Yes. And you're supposed to collect gems for every level. But then what can be tough is that you need to use the gems to get to secret places in in different levels. Yes. And that will prevent you from getting all the crates in a level. Because so, the secret space will have extra crates that you need to get. So do you just have to like play it multiple times, basically, to be able to get them all? Yeah, usually. Now, here's a question. If, if you go through a level and you get, let's say... I don't know, uh, 48 of 50 crates, mm-hmm. and you go through a second time and you only get the two crates you were missing, does that mean that you got all 50? No, you do have to get them all in one you run. You do have to get them all in one run. I gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So it can be, like, again, after replaying it on the Switch, I'm like, man, this is hard. Because, again, with some of it, like, I'm thinking, I think it's like the first or second level even, mm-hmm. you have to, there's like a big, there's a big hole. And so you got to jump on the crates to get from one spot to the other. Yeah. But again, like you're going outward towards the game. So you can't really tell like where you're jumping. Like there is a little shadow that you kind of try to look at to make sure that you land on the crate. But I wasted like six lives because I thought I was going to hit the crate, but either didn't go far enough or I went too far and then missed the crate. Yeah, that's a common issue with the game is because of the 3D element, your depth perception's really off. Really Especially off. on the uh, platforms that rotate. Mm-hmm. Um, this, just the timing of things. And mm-hmm. then the, the camera in some of these levels that uh, the, the camera will rotate and you'll change from a behind the view, front view, or side view. And those ones can be really difficult as well. Uh, and there's actually there's speedrun categories for this game and they make it look easy. Yeah. They make it look really easy. Because they're blind jumping and they're they're just doing everything like on instinct. Perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, especially in the levels where you're running toward the camera. You yeah, yeah. can't see where everything. you're going to be jumping the entire yeah. time. And usually for the ones that you're running toward the camera, there's something chasing you as well. Like, like a big boulder yeah. or um, like a, a creature. Yeah. Like a crocodile, I think, was one of them. Might have been. Okay. I know in the in the other versions, you know, like in the other sequels, there's like a polar bear that chases you, yep. but not in the first one. I think one. in the second or third one, there's you're riding a hog on one of the levels when you're, yep. you're running towards the camera. Oh, when you're heading towards it. Okay. Because yeah. I know in this one, you are you have a hog when you're going into the game, yep. but not the other way. No, I don't mean to, to bring up you know topics we've already talked about on this episode, <laughs> but now, now I was defending Cortex because I was like, listen, he's just working with what he has in Australia. Australia doesn't have polar bears, so he does have access to other animals. Maybe. Dr. Cortex is an idiot, and I hate him. Okay, well, this is, again, <laughs> a fictional island near Australia. So we could have whatever the well, heck Well, the polar bear is in the second one. I don't think in the second one they're in Australia oh, anymore. Oh, maybe that's why then. Okay, yeah, because there's, there's a whole snow element. Then Cortex is not a complete one. idiot. He's just sort of an idiot. <laughs> All right. So uh, is there anything else anybody else wants to mention on this game before I get into some speedruns? Oh, uh, if it's speedrun-based, then absolutely. But I do have uh, a few other things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the 
one of the things that I remember distinctly about Crash Bandicoot, and it might have left a sour taste in my mouth, is that Sony really, really wanted Crash Bandicoot to be their mascot. Oh, and yeah. they really tried to push that Crash Bandicoot's so much cooler and edgier than like Sonic and Mario. And he had his own commercials. And it was like a dude in like a Crash Bandicoot suit. It was <laughs> yeah. so I weird. Do I remember yeah, those. It was being like real angsty. Like, did he knock over some stuff or something like that? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't remember the commercials exactly, but I think there was. There was like a commercial where he's like either in a store and he like knocks over like, like a, a Nintendo display. Or a like a Sega display or something, yeah, he's and like, in like guards Disney, come in. Yeah, he's in like, like a Disney World suit, right? Well, it's almost, yeah. yeah, it's like you're at Chuck E. Cheese, and there's uh, a Crash Bandicoot guy. Yeah, I totally forgot about those. There's They're like really one funny. There was like one where he's outside like Nintendo headquarters with like a megaphone, and he's just like <laughs> oh, yelling yes. at him, and it's like, <laughs> come okay, on, that's awesome. <laughs> but here's the thing: in that era. You had Mario, and who sort of set the standard, and then Sonic kind of popped out, and then every other company was like, we need an edgy animal mascot, and all of them failed. Not a single one of them succeeded. You can argue that Crash Bandicoot is successful, as it is, mm-hmm. but it is not Sony's mascot, because he's currently on a Nintendo system right now. He True. never became Sony's mascot. He They failed in that regard, and so it's just really weird to me that like they were like, no, 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 it's going to be it's it's this Bandicoot, and he's cool, and, and he's going to do it, and he's better than Sonic, and people are like, well, how is he different than Sonic? He, he's like 1.5 times edgier than Sonic, and it's like, yeah, but that's not enough, and it failed. One it of the reasons do it. Uh, Naughty Dog actually went to PlayStation, aside from like C- like CDI and 3DO were failing, and then you know Nintendo had the N64, yeah, and they already had Mario as the mascot. Naughty Dog liked the idea that PlayStation didn't have a mascot and was hoping that they could push Bandicoot to be that mascot. But obviously, like you said, well, the thing though too is if you think about it, mm-hmm. who was PlayStation's mascot? They didn't have one, right? No. They, they, I mean, in the PlayStation One era, I think that you can make the claim that it was Crash Bandicoot. What about yeah. Laura Croft, maybe, or Spyro? Well, I mean, Laura it, Croft it could be was between. also Laura Croft was also on PC, though, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You know, so I mean, she kind of was. She was. She was definitely on the PlayStation, and she was a, a flagship series for the PlayStation. Spyro as well. But once again, Spyro's now also moving from PlayStation to like other systems yeah. and stuff. So it's it's clearly not a mascot for the uh, the company. Yeah. And. Uh, The other thing that I thought was kind of interesting is uh, when they brought Crash Bandicoot to Japan, they Naughty Dog like tried to remove every anything that made it seem like it would be made by an American. Hmm. They purposely masked all that. And they uh, uh, they tried to like remove like Eng- like any ling- uh, English lettering and stuff uh, because they they were really afraid that it was going to like just be some generic American game that Japan wouldn't like. And it was fairly successful in Japan. I don't think it was quite as successful as it was in America. But I uh, apparently when they were pitching it in Japan, like they they showed art and they they like apparently you know they were like eh, and then they like took it to somebody real quick and they're like no 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 just manga it up. Just anime it up a bit, and then they like brought it back in, and yeah, it was. Uh, it, I just thought that was kind of interesting that they they had to like basically just be like, no, 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 it wasn't made in America. Don't worry about it. It's Japan. Don't worry, because that's, I mean, that's ignore just, the American flag in the background, right? <laughs> and, and it's Australian flag anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it's just weird to me that like nowadays, 
I mean, obviously, you know, it's you're, you're proud of it. And, you know, it's like, hey, we're an American studio. But back then, Japan was still dominating the video game market. So it was like kind of like, Shh, don't tell. Don't tell Japan. This is an American game. Don't they'll never know the difference. You got to get those sales, though. Hey, no, I get it. Money, you know, I do get that. You know, it's just funny to me now that it's the world's shifted over, and now Japan isn't as strong in the video game world as like you know a lot of other studios. There's so many studios all across the world, Mm -hmm. which is great. But during that time, like the idea of a non-Japanese game was just like, oh, is this any good? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this game did sell six million copies, and. Yeah, it was very successful. Very successful. And it spawned three other games mm-hmm. after that. Which Crash is, Team Racing. Which is surprising, too, because Naughty Dog was nobody at the time, too. Yeah, there were like a couple people. Mm-hmm. And then they came up with this idea, and then they brought more people on as a great game traction. And then, like, that's how the company started. See, it, yeah. see, this is why, no matter what you feel, like, so if you're looking at Sonic's butt, and you're like, I need this. <laughs> you can do something with it. You can move forward, make a video game company. You can do whatever you want. You should be empowered by your love for Sonic's if butt. You your a, dreams can come true. If you have it. a dream about butts, you can be successful All in right, the game. I'm industry. moving on now. All right, so there is a couple speedrun categories for this game that I want to bring up. There's an any percent and a hundred percent. Okay. So the any percent speedrun of this is held by White Paws, and it was made a month ago. Mm-hmm. And what time do you think the speedrun was? So this was any percentage? Any percentage. Any percentage. I would say 35 minutes. I know this run, so I can't compete. I don't know. Uh, I'll say uh, an hour hour and 10 minutes. 40 minutes and 10 seconds in the PlayStation 2 okay. for an any percent run. For a 100% run, and this is by Koji Rockter. Uh, what is that time, do you think? Hour and 21 minutes. I'm going to say it's like two hours. It's only an hour and four minutes and seven wow. seconds on the PS2. This was made two months ago as well. So it's about a 20-minute difference. That is crazy. That like nuts? Upon replaying the game uh-huh. and trying to just get through the game, which I <laughs> which I did you know, leading up to, to the show, mm-hmm. versus having to try and get all of those... Crates. crates and then with the gems you got it like it like i said you got to go back into some of the levels because there's now gems that will let you get gems of other levels yeah it, like it, it's all straight execution they know yeah. exactly which crates to hit they know how to jump they know Man. when to dash when to or when to spin when to do all that kind of stuff because there's crazy. the bonus levels too because yep. within yep. each level like when you hit certain boxes you get like Extra ones. Yeah, you get like, well, they're like they're like faces of people. And if you collect three of them for each level, then you go into like a bonus level that gives you a whole bunch of fruit and extra lives. But that all has to count, too, towards your box total. So, like, you're adding a lot of time. And you said it's only a 20-minute difference? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, the thing, yeah, though, wow. I mean, 20 minutes, I mean, it is a long time in Spearing World, but... In this game, there's no skips, really. I mean, you can't skip a yeah, level. No. You can't skip an area. The levels are from left to right. There's no area we can jump off a platform and get <laughs> to the end of the level. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're still going through the entire level in the any percent as they are in the 100%. Yep. Yeah, and with the timing, too, like, sometimes you can't go as fast as you want to go because the game, like, uh, like in the river up, in the in the river levels which are actually my favorite i think they look really cool mm-hmm. you know you have to wait for the leaf to come before yeah. you can actually do anything or like you mentioned with like the 
some of the blocks that like turn around and spin and all that. You got to wait for it to come back. Yeah, they know so how that's to, time that you can't. Well, there's also points where they know it? how to like take the angles, and then there also is some running on the outside of the level. Okay. So there's a way that you can clip out onto the edge of the level so you can get around those parts. And I was going to say, I didn't know if Glitch knew of any glitches. So I do, know, I do have a list, but uh, to, to, <laughs> to talk about the any percent, um, they do abuse intentional deaths. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, uh, so people who haven't played this game, there are points where you have to wait. Like there's a flame in the way and you got to stand there and you got to wait. All the levels work on a global timer, which means that when you start the level, if you survive without dying... Everything is running on a cycle. It's one large cycle. Uh-huh. So you'll see on these any percent runs, after they hit checkpoints, they'll take an intentional death. They'll just drop into a pit, mm. and then that restarts the cycle. Oh. So they, they know in which levels, if I get to this checkpoint, do I die or do I keep going on? What cycle am I on? Mm-hmm. Man, speedrunners are maniacs. I That's crazy. I, like, I, I don't I'm, have the time to, to do that. <laughs> it's it's a lot of time cool, to devote. It, it, I mean, it is. It's it's great. And uh, it's just crazy that it's just like, like, how do you find that stuff out? That's so yeah. insane. A, a lot of it's tool assisted yeah. with the computer. They have okay. programs that will run the game and, and figure out ways to get around stuff. Um, yeah, because Glitch, I know you do speed running with a lot of NES games, mm-hmm. but like a game like this that is 30 levels and all of those intricacies that you mentioned, like that's a lot of yeah, research. No thanks, to, no thanks, yeah. Right? It's a lot of research to figure out how to do that. It's a lot of trial and error. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. no thanks. Yeah. But I do have some glitches uh, since you mentioned uh, in Sunset Vista, uh, there's an area where you get pushed towards the screen, you fall down. You can actually, if you hit the jump button at a specific frame, you can mm-hmm. jump above the screen and just walk on an on invisible platform. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. That's great. Um, you can get more than 99 lives. And how that works is when you collect the free guy heads, mm-hmm. um, there's a point where it kind of goes into limbo on the screen and then it collects itself and adds to your lives. If you press the start button before it gets to that point and exit the map, your number will go up. Oh. So there's a bonus level where you collect like 20 free guys. You mm-hmm. can basically collect half of them before they add to your number, exit, come back, and you get like 120 lives. That's sweet. Weird. And then because there are some levels you'll go through like twenty lives, <laughs> or at least yeah. I did. <laughs> those, those pits, pits are a pain in the butt. Yep. Um, and then uh, there's a boss, Doctor uh, Nitrous Brio. Yeah. And uh, he runs at you at a certain point. You you hit him six times. Yeah, he turns and, into like a Frankenstein. Yeah, and he monster. drinks a potion. He becomes bigger and he starts running at you. If you position yourself towards the camera, uh, he'll hit the camera, bounce back. Every time you hit him, he speeds up. So when he's doing this, he hits the camera. He doesn't take any damage. He just keeps speeding up and speeding up and speeding up before there's a point where he actually breaks the sprite character. And he's just like dancing around on the screen because he's moving so fast (laughs) (laughs) until you die. There's no way to beat him at that point. Oh, that's great. I like that a lot. I want to try that. That's That's frightening. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Anything else you wanted to add on this game before we get into music on this? I have one more thing. Okay. Uh, so this was the eighth best-selling game on the PlayStation. Wow. Does anyone want to give a guess at what number one was? Uh, of, of the lifespan of the PlayStation or when this came out? Of the PlayStation. Of the PlayStation, the number one selling game. I Ooh. think I know because I looked it up so I can go last, but... I didn't look it up. I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I don't think this is the answer, but I'm going to guess Final Fantasy VII. The number one selling game... I'm almost, I'm almost wondering if it's like a Madden game or something. That's what I was thinking. Maybe like a sports game, like a, an, an NHL maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'll go with NHL 97. Or, or uh, not 97. That's the Sega, right? 
No, 97 would have uh, been, because 96 is when the PlayStation came out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Speaks, what were you thinking? I, I think it's Gran Turismo. It is Gran Turismo. It Gran is. Turismo. Oh, a racing game. Which I had it, so. Actually, I had the first two, I think. You're the reason it's number one. <laughs> Might be. I remember Gran Turismo was really cool. Like, I mean, it was it's, very it's game, realistic yeah. was, as a racing you know game number at that time. Two and... I know um, Fantasy Final Fantasy Seven was pretty close to that. Top. Yeah, I know uh, Tomb Raider was up there. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which one was number two. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Let's All chat right. about the music. Yeah, let's get into this. So there are a few songs that we enjoyed on this one. A couple that we both enjoy, or a few of us enjoyed. So let's go with the classic first one. Whoa, whoa! You just gonna gloss over who made the music? Uh, yeah. I don't care. Too bad. (laughs) (laughs) The music was composed by Josh Mansell. Uh, He also worked on pretty much all the other Crash games. It was pretty much his uh, shtick. And the only other thing that I found that he worked on was the Jack and Dexter series, which is also made by Naughty Dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this dude made all the Crash Bandicoot music and all the Jack and Daxter music. It's a lot of games. It's a fair amount. It's like roughly, uh, he made more than this, but like it's six games altogether. If the Crash series had three games, and I think right. Jack and Daxter had three games. So he had like two trilogies under his belt. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah, so we're going to play the title theme here, which is the map theme. It's it's basically the song you think of when you hear Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> You didn't like my dancing there? <laughs> I was really getting into it. You got the xylophone going. You You're got the creeping. You got the berry sax playing. Creeping, you got the great percussion playing. It's a great song. It's a it's a pretty solid song. I, I I will say I do enjoy like the main theme of Crash Bandicoot. And even though I didn't play a ton of the game, I you know when I listened through the soundtrack to you know do the research for this show, I did really enjoy it. But I. Uh, yeah, I love the the sort of the interesting choices of instruments. You know, mm-hmm. the xylophone and stuff. The xylophone, it's so great. the sax, the berry sax, the, the bass. Uh, it was all great to yeah. me. It had like timpani, I think, in there. Um, or the it sounded like a drum. Not like, timpani, but I'm blanking. Bongos. Bongos. That's yeah, it. I got the bongos on there. It's fan- Glitch, fabulous. Did you like it? I love that song. And it, it, it's so it's throughout that whole first world too. Yes. And it's it's one of those songs because you you do get into some video games where. The music is repetitive and it's annoying, and this doesn't happen in this game. No, it's just it's upbeat and goofy, and it's enjoyable. I yep. would say that sounds more Caribbean than Australian, though. But eh, who cares? Well, <laughs> I mean, it is a good song, but yeah, it, it, I you know I didn't hear a single dittery do. <laughs> Didgeridoo, dittery do, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear that. Whatever that is. That what yeah, that is. Is. yeah, I want to hear that. I, I mean, I do like the dittery. And and some men at work could have sung too. Some little land down under. <laughs> Come from a land down under. Anyway. Vegemite sandwich. sandwich. 
All right. Um, the next song we're going to play. Australia hates us now, by the way. <laughs> anybody who's a listener from Australia, this whole episode is just like Chops is doing nothing but hating on what? us. What? It's going to be a penal you called colony. Them criminals again? multiple times. I was going to say, they're going to turn all the Americans currently visiting there. They're going to become criminals. All we right. just lost Missy Mitch as a Patreon now. Thanks. Oh, well. <laughs> um, so, Hog Wild Whole Hog is the name of this next song. And it's just ridiculous. It's just a goofy song. It is utterly ridiculous. So let's give it a listen. Australian sound you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. So was Benny Hill made in Australia? I don't know. No, I know was not. British. He was British, yeah. But I mean that you know it was Australian. Back you know, the British had Australia. Oh. Yeah. yeah, there so, we go. Australia is hating us again. Yes, they are. Uh, <laughs> I love that quick tempo, that high tempo. It, it you know it gets your heart racing. But then I love the transition when you got that kind of guitar line going on. The boom, the twang. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that. It's, it sounds like there's a. It's a lot of like when you watch cartoons growing up. A lot of the instruments sound like. They took a broom handle and they put a string on it. <laughs> it reminds like, me of Tom and Jerry. Yeah, that's what yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if there's any song that I'm going to listen to while I'm riding a pig, <laughs> a it's this song. Pig, hog, same thing. Yeah, no, Boar. they're different. Boars are different. This is Boar, my favorite. Pig, These are my favorite levels of Crash Bandicoot, too. I love riding the thing. and like, cause it, It's kind of tough because, again, when you're trying to get all the boxes, you have to have everything just right. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, you're racing after... I can't remember what you're racing after. Or you're racing again back out into the game. So I think it's just... Chase something chasing you, maybe? No, nothing's chasing I, I you. That's remember. going the other way. But still, I, it's my favorite level that you have to deal with. So. And, and then our last song is one that the Glitch wanted to bring up. It is Heavy Machinery, Castle Machinery music. Um, you want to say anything before we yeah, play it? Well, what's funny about this and the fact that I liked it is I'm not crazy about industrial music. If you look at the soundtrack to Super Mario RPG... The later levels, it's a little bit industrial, and I actually don't even care for those tracks at all. But this was one that I appreciated more out of most of the songs in this game. Hmm. Oh, right. So you really like Nine Inch Nails, don't you? Actually, they're okay. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's give the song a listen.
the bass in the background is a spinoff of the main theme. If you listen to it carefully, honestly, all I could think about, <laughs> oh, all I could think about was I need to go play laser tag or something. <laughs> that's it true. Like the music in the background of Zap Zone. <laughs> I, I think that I uh, was at a rave and uh, I heard this music playing. If I'm not mistaken. This reminds me a little bit of that SpongeBob episode where Mr. Krabs is listening to the radio and goes, "Hey, uh, can you play that song again? The one that goes beep boop bop bop beep." And he goes, "Oh, you mean the one that's bop bop boop bop beep?" <laughs> I, I, don't oh. I don't know what to say to this. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know either. I, don't I, know. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I, oh, that's great. Oh, uh, God. All right. Why don't we just, uh, are we good on talking about this game? Anything else? I think that Crash Bandicoot is a marsupial, and we didn't get to talk about that, but that's okay. We, we'll, we'll talk about marsupials another day. I, I would say that the... Um, the port of it on the Switch, right? The Insane That's, Trilogy? Yeah, yeah, the Insane Trilogy. Totally worth picking it's up? It's totally worth it. Um, if Especially if you had the experience like I did as a child playing this game, I think you would you would love it. And if you have a Switch, I'd highly recommend picking it up. We can't recommend it enough. For its cultural significance. <laughs> now you're just yes. giving a mixed signal. Yep. <laughs> yep, we are. All right. Let's... And, and if you happen to throw your Switch onto the ground, you can't blame me. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. Before we go, I mean, we should definitely play Heavy Machinery again. No. <laughs> we're not doing that. Thank you for listening to the Legend of Retro podcast. We're going to take a quick pause here in the show and tell you about one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year to so visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom shakalaka! Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Alright, so... Today, we played another one of your choices, because you like to punish us, Sphinx, <laughs> and why don't you tell the fans what we are going to be talking about? So the game is called Snoopy's Silly Sports Spectacular. Some great alliteration right there. That's right. S to the fourth power. Sure That's, is. That's what I called the game growing up. S to the fourth power. Okay. Uh, this is a child-oriented <laughs> sports game <laughs> released by Chemco for the NES on September 22nd in 1988. And then April, it came out uh, in 1990 in North America. Which I was born in April. Maybe this was a birthday present that I got. Could have oh, been. Could have been. Could've might have been. been. I, I, I was asking when we were playing the game, I wonder why my parents ever bought me this game, but maybe that's exactly why. Maybe you asked for Garfield and they got you Snoopy. <laughs> Fair enough. I wanted Mario again and instead I got Snoopy. Uh, Here, child, Snoopy. <laughs> what? So this, this is what I asked for? So this game consists of six events using... Um, it, it says various characters, but it's only Snoopy. <laughs> it's only Snoopy and, and his brother, Spike. And Spike. Unless you play against other people, but we only play two. Uh, oh, no, it's just those two, because it's only two-player yeah, games. Yeah, it's just that. Yeah, well, I didn't it. know if, like, in the in the one-player version, if there's other 
uh, combatants. No. Nope. No? Okay. Do you, know what Spike. Been, do you know what made this game way better, too? As if in the background you had the Peanuts characters doing their dances. You had Charlie Brown trying to kick a football. Yeah. Or something like that. It's way Reef. too much sprite Cause, action. Because it is just Snoopy and Spike and then Woodstock. And yeah, there Woodstock too. makes an appearance. Yeah. Um, so Woodstock in, helping you cheat. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he did. He helped me out a little bit. So the events are uh, boot throwing, pizza balancing, sack racing. Um, there is a... Pogo, like, po- jump. pogo jump there's mm-hmm. a water jump with a pole like a big stick there's a one where you tip someone out of a boat <laughs> yep um, a, gondola. a gondola. A gondola. Yeah, gondola. It's all based in Italy. Oh, it's all based yeah. in Italy. I it's very that. culturally insensitive <laughs> because it's like, oh, stack up the pizzas and don't let them fall. And then it's like, okay, well, that one's pretty bad, but like maybe the next game won't be as bad. Throw a boot. A boot. Do you get it? Because it's Italy, and it's shaped like a boot. Well, it's it, and it's in front of the leaning to or the Coliseum. Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. It's real weird. As it's real weird that they're like, okay, Snoopy, we're you know we we've got a place for you to play these games. And Snoopy's like, all right, yeah, where where are me and my bro- my brother Spike going? And they're like, Italy. What? Why don't we just do this stuff here? No, 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 no because you're going to be like stacking pizzas. because no, the Red Baron flew over there. Hey, you know what? We don't know for sure. Maybe these are Olympic-like games in Italy. <laughs> you know, upon playing the game, I'm like, these are some really bizarre games we're playing. But you know what? Maybe the Italians, you know, this it, is what they do. Let's, let's, as, let's talk to the resident yeah, Italian. As the representative, representative uh, Italian representative for uh, Legend of Retro, I can say that I fully support this theme. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I, I'm glad that now not only does Australia hate us, but we've now also <laughs> alienated Italy. Perfect. We've now alienated a continent and a country. Hey, there's still time left on this show. We could add <laughs> someone else to the list. Oh, God. Let's get through this. <laughs> Please some, not, some um, Sinatra in the con- So uh, you wanted credits. to bring in something unique about this game, Craig. Yeah, so I uh, uh, had learned a while ago, and I, I'm glad that you chose this game because it's kind of got this little interesting fact, is it's not Snoopy in Japan. In Japan, it's Donald Duck because Kemco couldn't bring Disney characters to America because Capcom, you know, had the rights to Disney in America. So uh, after their license expired, I think it was uh, 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 for Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit, they're like, okay, what are we going to do? And they're like, okay, we'll just use Donald Duck. And, you know, so I think, if I'm not mistaken, instead of Woodstock, it's. Uh, uh, his nephews. It's like Huey, Dewey, or Louie. Oh, okay. And then I think the person he plays against is maybe Daisy Duck or maybe Uncle Scrooge. I don't remember. Uh, but uh, when they came to America, they were like, well, shoot, like, what are we going to do? We, we don't, we can't, like, bring Donald Duck to America. And then they're like, well, Let's talk to MetLife. <laughs> MetLife is going to give us the rights to be able to use the I Peanuts I don't think characters. they talked to MetLife. They talked to uh, Charles Schultz about this, probably. Presumably. <laughs> Presumably, yes. All and right. uh, I actually, I don't know about you guys, but I actually really enjoyed the Peanuts comic strips when I was a kid. I did. Yeah, so they were good. Yeah, so I, I, I really enjoyed Charles Schultz's uh, work and... Uh, uh, it's just so sad to see this abomination of a game <laughs> using these characters. This, this game isn't that bad. I uh, had fun really? playing it. You see, I remember as a kid, again, temper, temper, Sphinx. <laughs> Uh-oh. Like, I remember this game used to make me angry. It is not an easy game. 
Like, even though the games are like, oh, throw a boot. Oh, just walk with pizzas. You feel like that should be easy enough, but the controls do not make it very easy. No, well, not some, at all. Something happened in this game that set the glitch off, and it was <laughs> the river jump. And it says right here in the description that playing the river jump event requires impeccable timing. So yes. <laughs> I got this game, mm -hmm. and I played through it. And I got to the river jump, and I couldn't figure it out. I don't know what I was doing wrong. Every time you mm -hmm. would put the stick in the river, you just slide right down right into the river, and you get zero points. I'm like, There's, i got to be doing something wrong. So I'm doing research. I'm looking on YouTube. <laughs> I'm reading forums. Like People are losing their mind over this, over this event. And it, I finally found someone where he put up a video on YouTube, and it's like, this is where you got to do it. And you got to press B at the specific point. So they're playing this game, and I'm sitting there like, oh, man, when they get to that river jump, they're going to get so <laughs> mad. And, of course, Sphinx, oh, it's I, I go first. Yeah, so uh, Chaps goes first. And I fall immediately before the water. Yeah, before even hitting the water, you just, like, Snoopy just, like, has an aneurysm, trips, hits the <laughs> ground. And it's like, Snoopy's out of the competition. What can Spike do? And then Sphinx makes the jump. First try. First try. I nailed it. And you, you freaked out. I went crazy. I think I jumped off the floor. Like you, I was like, how did that happen? You said, this is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I've I've heard because uh, there's like, you know, there's plenty of YouTubers that, you know, put up video games that like make them mad and stuff. And like, like, uh, this is definitely one I've seen online of people like freaking out that this is impossible. And uh yeah, it was it was crazy because like even I was like, oh man, I can't believe you just did that, <laughs> and I didn't realize it was that insane until the the glitch was like, yeah, nobody can do this. <laughs> and, and just so that our listeners know, I am awful at video games. He's real bad. It's true. Yeah, He's the Morelli bad. video game tournament. I was second to last place. So <laughs> the last action podcast has some real losers when it comes to playing video Absolutely. games. Absolutely, but for and in general, for this, <laughs> hey, but for the Snoopy, for the Snoopy spectacular, I nailed it and I won the whole competition. Yep. I can't believe that I got second place in the Morelli video game tournament, <laughs> and I lost the Sphinx in this game. Yes. Awesome. I wish I was dead. All right. <laughs> so let's go around and give our rating on the 8-bit scale for this game. We'll start with the winner, yes. Sphinx. What are you going to give us on the 8-bit scale? I may have won, but this game was super short. Like, it took, like, what, 10 minutes for us to go through all yeah, six tops. activities? Yeah, tops. So, I mean, I'm only, I'm going to give it, like, a three out of eight. It, I mean, it, it was fun, and it would be fun for about that 10 minutes. Three out of eight, wow. And I'm, like, after that, I don't know why you'd ever want to play this again. <laughs> I appreciate that you, you took off the rose-tinted uh, specs, and you're just like, oh, yeah, no, this game's bad. Three out of eight. Glitch? So this game is terribly short. There are just six games, and that is the entire thing. There's no... Like mini games or anything else you can do in this. I mean, they are mini games um, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and the the games are just terrible themselves. <laughs> but it is based in Italy, so it gets a two just for that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, chops. What about you? What do you give this on the eight bits? I'm gonna give it at least a four out of eight. I enjoyed it. I had fun. I think if I played the more frustrating games, it probably would have lowered my rating of it. But uh, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna give it a half rating. Four out of eight. 
I'm going to give it a seven out of eight because I respect the <laughs> Italian people. And I love that the Italian people are listening to this show. And also, uh, I give Australia a seven out of eight as well. because You're trying to save this, aren't you? I, I, I don't want you guys to hate us. Please don't hate us. The only reason you got a seven out of eight instead of an eight out of eight Australia is because your animals are just all murderous and they're going to kill, kill me if I go there. And I, I, can't, I can't give Italy an eight out of eight because your game isn't very good. Because of pizza. I like pizza. Yeah, we all like pizza. So you're giving it what again? Uh, both con- uh, the continent of Australia <laughs> and the country of Italy, I give each a seven out of eight. Okay. This great. game, I give a. Objectively, I probably give it like a three out of eight. Okay. It's 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 it's, it's kind of fun for what it is. It's a little goofy. I also did pretty well at that pogo jump thing that uh, Glitch was impressed by. So I'm I'm giving it a three out of eight. And I did smash into the wall, the very first wall for <laughs> <laughs> yes. that one. And then it was like game over. Like you don't get another try. Yep. It's like once you're done, you're done. Yep. Yep. So let's go ahead and move on to our uh, music brackets. Our opening theme music bracket. Today's matchups, we have Earthbound. Yeah, the opening... Uh, the opening credit scene or, or title screen. Yeah, uh, so this is uh, uh, music that was composed by Hirokazu Tanaka and Keiichi Suzuki. And Earthbound has one of the most like varied soundtracks on just about any system, really. But the Super Nintendo, uh, it just sort of takes that number one spot for like the most genres of like uh, uh, music out there. And uh, uh, let's go ahead and give Earthbound uh, opening theme a listen. bombastic. Can, can I put my vote in? I hope this wins the whole thing already. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Good, good it's thing so your vote doesn't matter. Uh, my vote does matter, Chops. Thank you good very much. Good thing your voice doesn't matter. Now you're going to upset all the Americans. I think they don't get a chance to vote either. Hey, so now we do what? have three countries that are unhappy with us, we're including our own. We're going to war. All right, America, you get a, you get a, you get a six out of eight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then the next song it's going up against is uh, Red Alert 2. And um, this is the intro scene or song to that, the title screen of that game. It's a PC game. And its composer is Frank Klopaki.
And that is super metal. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Well, Sounds familiar. Yeah, where, where's Grim and Jazzy and <laughs> Test and, and Deadite? I don't, I don't see them around here. It's weird how that song is just sounds so familiar. Something, yeah. Yeah, something I can't so, quite, quite put my finger I on. I know, right? Yeah. How is that song playing? But we're here in the studio right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Something's not making sense. So um, Sphinx. Yeah. I gotta say, and I and I I I've touched on this a little bit uh, previously before the show. But uh, when when Chops was like, "Hey, we're gonna bring Sphinx on an episode," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. He's you know last a- he's on Last Action Podcast. What action movie based game are we gonna do?" And Chops looked at me and goes, "Crash Bandicoot," and I was like. What? What do you mean, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot? Tell him to choose an action movie, and uh, and he and Chops is like, okay, let me talk to him. I'll talk to him. And I'm like, he's cross promoting. Why isn't he doing something based on an action movie? And he comes back like maybe a few days later. He's like, no, no, we're totally doing Crash Bandicoot. He doesn't want to do anything else. I was like, idiot. Come on, wasn't it worth it? <laughs> no, I it absolutely it. was. Gotta be worth it. But I, I just, I, I did want to <laughs> tell that story because Sphinx, tell us about. The Last Action Podcast. Oh, man. The Last Action Podcast is a action movie podcast that I do with LPJ. And we, Chops' brother. Yeah, Chops' also been on brother, the show before. who has also been on the show, which I believe he's derailed the show a couple times. <laughs> a few times. We yeah. were way more on topic this episode than any LPJ episode. Well, I, we did talk about weird animals and countries not liking us for a while, but, you know, we did pretty well. Way pretty more standard. on topic <laughs> than an standard. LPJ episode. Pretty standard. Yeah. So with the Last Action Podcast, yeah. um, each Monday uh, we pick a classic or current action movie. And for about an hour, we discuss it. Um, we go over things that we like. We like to give out a lot of trivia and other types of information. Yeah. Um, and overall, yeah, if you are into action movies, uh, we highly recommend that you listen to us. Um, I think that you will not be disappointed. We try to bring guests in as often as we can, which actually all three people here, uh, Glitch, uh, Craig, and Chops have been guests on. So Yeah, if yeah. you want to know about Goldfinger, probably the best Bond movie ever, yeah. make sure to uh, hunt that down on the uh, Last Action Podcast. Uh, Glitch, what episode were you on? For uh, it's a game, it's a, it's a movie that everyone's heard of. It's called uh, Loaded Weapon 1. <laughs> yep, it came out in 93, and it's a fantastic film. Yep. And uh, Chops, what movie uh, were you on? Oh, I, I've done G.I. Joe, The American Hero. And Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard and... Yeah. And there might be another one another in there. One. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Nice, nice. I uh, So, Sphinx, it's definitely been great to have you on the show. Uh, you know, we'll have to have you back on again. Hopefully for an action movie, baby. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know it's uh, it's great, and I, I definitely hope that our listeners give Last Action Podcast a try, especially if you like that historical breakdown and the details and trivia that Legend of Retro brings. It's you know sort of a similar aspect, but from the movie you know world, of course, for uh, Last Action Podcast. Yeah, I yeah. like to bring up too. I actually do blogs on Gamezilla Media as well, and they are mainly tied to to movies. But I think I'll be branching out into some other things as well. Nice. So yeah, you can check those out. Uh, back in October, I did a horror movie blog because I have never watched like any horror movies, so I watched them for the first time with Deadite, and oh, that's was able awesome. to to give some reviews on each of those. So yeah, you can go ahead and check those out too. Awesome. Well, I. 
We've talked about Crash Bandicoot. We've talked about countries hating us. Uh, I think that it's about time for us to go before another country decides to start hating us. Well, real quick, I just want to say these songs that we listen to, you go to our Facebook page and you can vote on them there. That's how they're going to make it through our bracket. Also, patreon.com slash gamezilla media is where you can go to sign up and contribute to to our uh, whole network by, um, you know, giving us some money monthly. There's different tiers, dollar, five, 25, things like that. And you get different access based on the level. Um, but then always just go to gamesofmedia.com to listen to all our shows. You can download all our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, any podcast app that you prefer to use. Uh, it's the best way to get a li- uh, listen to us. And make sure you rate and review us as well. And be sure to go to our YouTube page, the Gamesville Media YouTube page, where you can find Craig doing his long plays. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, uh, As of this recording, uh, we're actually wrapping up Ogre Battle 64. Finally, <laughs> and uh, we're moving on to it. Looks like Breath of Fire Three I'm is the winner. This one. I'm yeah, excited. that's a good one. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. So, uh, make sure that you're joining us on Discord, Facebook. You know, reach out to us. Uh, we're always happy to hear from our fans. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you next time when, when the legend continues. continues.